I'm finna put all this in my book bag because I'm from the streets. Yeah, yeah. And boom, what's going on? It's your boy Ambition, and welcome to another episode of the MYFB podcast. And today with me, I have another very authentic entrepreneur who is living a very beautiful life in Costa Rica. Uh, you're definitely going to help me pro- uh, have to pronounce your last name. We're going to learn it. We're going to get it right. But I, today I have with me uh, Eva. And how do you pronounce your last name, Eva? Just depends in what country and what language. Originally it was Palachkova and I go with Palakova because, you know, that's what I've been going with for years ever since I left my home country. So. Okay, so yeah. home country of? Czech Republic. Okay, so how yeah. did you pronounce it the first time? Let, let's get it right. Like, because I, I hate <laughs> You're so people, sweet. no seriously I hate when people have names that we think are just a little bit complicated and it's like uh-huh. you can make the effort so we're gonna make the effort right now I'm gonna try my hardest right so give me one more yes. time yes Palechkova Palechkova you did so great oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right. I so, have not even tried to make anybody pronounce it for years and years and years so I appreciate you well, I definitely come from a community where we go, oh, they didn't pronounce your name back, right? Go back and make them say it again. You're somebody. So, mm. no, we definitely try to make sure we share that that sense of feeling, that sense of community. And if I really care about you, I'm going to care to learn your name. So got to make sure you do that all the way around. Mm. So, okay, tell us a little bit about your business. What is your business about and what do you do? Mm, sure. Thank you so much. So I'm a business strategy and mindset consultant, and I help entrepreneurs scale from zero to six to seven figures. Nice. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Nice. No, no that's uh, really amazing. Um, so I, I like the fact that you say business strategist and consultant. Uh, is there a reason that you go business strategist and consultant versus business coach? Yeah. Um, that's a tough thing. Um, nope, you can be very honest here. Yeah, I mean, sure. I think the business consulting is really, I like telling people what to do, quite frankly. You know, on the business side, mm-hmm. it's different than when it comes to mindset, right? Gotcha. In business, I don't want to ask them a bunch of empowering questions and trying to figure out what their business strategy is, you know? <laughs> That'd be mm-hmm. crazy. You know, I like to go with, hey, this is what I did. This is what works to it too. Versus on the mindset side of things, it's very much, you know, deep dive coaching and, and questions and, and really asking ourselves the hard questions, right? So it's essentially a mix of both. But yeah, I would say I'm probably half and half and I love both. Nice, nice. Okay, so do you do any uh, speaking along with that? A lot of people who have either done the consulting or the coaching space uh, usually jump into some speaking or in some public speaking or some live events. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, can I share my story a little bit with you uh, about how we grew can. our business? Yeah. So I actually, I used to own <laughs> own restaurants, which is very, very different space, right? And I got kind of sick and tired of it, the being put in one place and and running the restaurants and the profitability was absolutely terrible. You know, it's like 1%, 2% profitability versus, right. you know, the 40, 50% then you make an online coaching consulting space. But um but it was, you know, that, that was, it was, it was fun times that I decided to get into business, uh, business consulting, coaching, whatever. And, you know, um, I was the shyest person in the world. I cannot even tell you. I was the kind of person when I, when I ran my restaurant, I would not go and talk to people at my restaurant. I would rather hide and let them have their meals. Like, why am I going to impose on them? I don't want to like bother them while they're having their meal, you know? Right. And then I would go to these networking events and like, I would just like latch onto one person in a corner, you know, and just like, if you ask me to introduce myself, I'm going to rehearse it. Even just saying my name and what I do. I was so nervous, you know, my heart, my throat, you know, just kind of beating. It's like, <laughs> I hope I don't mess it up. So that was me then. And then I quickly realized, I love that you asked. I quickly realized, you know, getting into the, into the coaching world, you know, everybody goes for this, like, let's create courses and memberships and whatnot. And that sounded really appealing because I really wanted to like do, you know, in the background, didn't want to be visible. I didn't want to speak. I didn't want to show up, you know? Right. And so I did that for a while. Of course it failed miserably, built this amazing uh, business, uh, business coaching course. And nobody bought that course, you know, spent like three months creating it, (laughs) you know, beginner's mistake. 
it was great. But then I eventually got that uh, without speaking, it wasn't going to happen. So the mm. trajectory was, you know, 2018, um, I got, okay, I'm going to get trained in, you know, delivering a signature talk and whatnot and went out into the world. Literally, I, I got an RV because I love traveling and I went around the country and I booked a bunch of speaking engagements and, and workshops. Wow. And I would go to different female entrepreneur organizations because, you know, that felt like home to me and a bunch of women and, you know, talking about business plus other things. And I would go deliver my signature talk. I would ask people to sign up into a consult with me after and and they would, you know, and I would talk to them and I would close them into my private six month business uh, coaching program. And that would be it. And I sort of built this like I love that life. You know, I love that life. I got to travel. I, I got it all mapped out to where I was uh, in the winter. I was in the South. I go to uh, Texas. I would go to Florida. I would go to, you know, where it was warm. And in the winter, uh, so that was in the winter. I would go South. In the summer, I'd be in Colorado, in the Highlands. In the early fall, nice. I would be in, you know, Washington State. It's just beautiful there. You know, just going to have it mapped out by region. And had this. It, it was so fun, you know? It was like... I get to visit so many different states, so many state parks, national parks, wake up by a different lake every morning, you know, just kind wow. of like, I'm super adventurous. I've always been super adventurous, right? So it really was wonderful. And then, uh, you know, I met somebody and we started traveling together and we were doing some uh, spiritual coaching together while I was doing the business coaching over here, right? So nice. I'd still be doing my speaking. And then we were doing some work together. And we were actually working on a book. We were doing some spiritual research, some muscle testing, different things like that. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like things cannot get any better here because I'm like having my little dream life, my travel, and then I'm like in my, you know, RV, which was so much fun, you know, and uh, with, with my partner, I'm in love and everything is going super great, you know? Right. And in, in July 1st, 2019, I found out that I was pregnant which I was like, okay, let's see how he feels about that. Cause you know, we had not been together for that long. And, uh, but I was excited because I've been trying to get pregnant for 10 years and it never just, you know, just kind of given up, you know? So, so it it's like, a oh, celebration, well. something yeah, was happened. A, right. Yes, 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 it was, it certainly was. Um, four days later though, um, he decided that he didn't want to be a father at the age of, you know, he was, he was 51, I think at the time, um, you know, uh, and he, yeah, he basically disappeared and moved to Japan immediately, blocked me on all social media everywhere. I never heard wow. of him since. My daughter is now just a little bit over two. So so um, that was, you know, one of the most, like the hardest, hardest, hardest mo moments in my career, as well as personally, just, you know, total, total heartbreak trauma, you know, the just so much shame. Like, who's the kind of person, like, what did I miss here? You know, who is the kind of person that gets abandoned, you know, four days into being pregnant? Like, that's crazy, you know? Right. And it was this, like, just, like, shame, grief, trauma, like, apathy on top of it, because I don't know if you've ever been in the States where you just want to sit on the couch. You don't even, you don't feel inspired, motivated to do anything. Right. No, it's different. the hardest thing that you can be in. It's the, it's the worst. It's the worst. And then I'm just like, Okay, but I, I have a family to provide for by myself now. I need to get my butt in, in gear and I need, to, I need to grow this business. But now I had to go and cancel the remaining speaking engagements that had lined up for the, for the fall and the winter because, uh, because I was so sick and so nauseous and just I could not even get behind the steering wheel because, you know, uh, the first trimester is just for you know, people can be really hard, you know, you're just nauseous, you're just sick, you just don't want to do it, you know, so I had to cancel all that. And then, okay, now that's great. How do I build my business online? Right? Because mm. I'd never done like, I, you know, podcasting, not a thing, you know, for right. me at the time, I'd never gone Facebook Live, even, you know, it's like video said, like recorded a few with like a 50, you know, take it over the same video and over no i get it like literally like no uh just just no presence no experience with that and um you know so it was like what do i do here and i fell into the same course creation trap which is just not my path 
I always, mm-hmm. I always get stuck into it. It's never my path. It's not my growth path. It's not my purpose, you know, but right. I went back to that and I'm like, okay, we're going to figure it out this time. It's going to be passive income. I'm going to figure out a way to have my family, have my daughter in for Bible, you know, just selling some courses made sense in the head, you know, it just makes sense. But, but, um, what I did was spending the vast majority of my pregnancy working 16 hour days, recording a bajillion videos, building the funnels, optimizing the Facebook ads, trying to like get it all work out, you know? And it got to a point, like we have like optimized everything. Like we built this amazing course that had all the bells and whistles of everything that I have uh, learned in my, in my business career, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and literally two people bought it after all this optimization and spending all the money that I had on Facebook ads, two people bought it. One of them being a good friend of mine, who's now Lexi's, my daughter's godmother. So that was at a point where I was like, okay, now, now what, you know, I can go get a job because I was out of money. I had $700 in my bank account. I can go get a job, which I actually was interviewing. You know, I was interviewing. I was like waking up in the middle of the night and applying for jobs. And it's like, I have to be responsible here. I have a, I have a child in the way. I have no family in the country. I have no friend support. I was living in a town. I didn't even know anybody. It's a whole other story. It was just imposter syndrome and things like that. And want to be a bother to other people as a single mother, you know? No. And so uh, <laughs> craziness, you know, mindset is, can be really, really, you know, it, it just can get you really trapped in, in ways you can't even imagine. But like, you know, I was this close to getting that job. And then, and then, you know, I had this like, I had this, like, you know, it wasn't like an immediate switch, but I had this, like, if I can, you know, if anybody can figure it out, you know, if I can figure it out, it was this like challenge thing, you know, what if I can? You you started challenging yourself, right? Yes. You started asking yourself what's possible instead of telling yourself that it's not possible. Yeah. I'm, I'm very good at like the impossible. You know, I'm very good at impossible. I finished a hundred mile run, you know, it wasn't okay. 35 hours of running, but I finished a hundred mile run and I'm not fit, you know? So when it comes to like, you get into this, like, hmm, like this seems really impossible, but it's actually really exciting. You know, right. it's like, huh, I wonder, let's, let's make this happen. And then the idea started coming and I realized, you know, when um, it's, when you actually take the principles of the offline world, right? When it's just like, show up, talk to people, Mm -hmm. give some value. Don't try to trick them into something. Be genuine, build heart connections, you know, be yourself, like really, you know, show up in service and give them something of value and ask them to be a client. And you start doing that and you start applying that. And you're coming from a good place and you're really committed to whatever they need. Like, it's the same thing online as offline. Mm. You know, it's, the, it's the same thing. It's the same principles. We're dealing with humans, you oh. know? Wow. They might be behind a computer, but there's no difference. It's the same stuff that's worked for millennia, you know? You know what's it's- really interesting about what you're saying is I've inter- interviewed day traders, right? I've interviewed all types of people marketers, salesmen, uh, and even with yourself, what you're saying is you stepped into this online course creator world because, you know, at that time, it wasn't that that was your preference. It was what you had to do. And when you realize that, you know, it's just human psychology, it's just human emotion and the cycles of those emotions, something happened. So I'm really curious to know what happened once you discovered that, what was the results in your business? (laughs) going to a million dollars in in revenue in 15 Whoa. months with an, with an infant yeah so so when you when you're telling me once you made the mindset shift that yeah. the people online are the same as the people that you're meeting in person and once you decided that you were going to treat them the same mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no hiding no hiding you saw your business run wow mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There, that's the first, I'm gonna, we're gonna tell you what happened. We were literally like, okay, we're going to organize events. We're going to look people in the eyes. We're gonna look at them face to face. We're gonna be on Zoom. It's online, but we're not gonna throw something over the wall behind a sign up page. And mm. like, I hope you buy, you know, no hiding behind content, no hiding behind recording videos, no hiding at all, you know? Mm. If I had three hours a day to work, 
with Lexi when she was born, I was going to be visible. I was going to be with people. I was going to talk to people or teach people or be with people. That's it. The behind the scenes, you get VA for that, you know? Like no, we as right. CEOs, we don't, we are visible. We show up and we, yeah, I wasn't good at it. I wasn't good at teaching. Like the first thing that I taught was like, how do you create a lead magnet? The most boring stuff that I could ever teach, you know, but it was the first, it's like, here's my so, lead magnet. My heart, Cause that's the stuff that I love to teach. I oh, love really? all of the boring stuff. Like I love <laughs> giving people the math, like the analytics, right? Oh, that's so fun. But, but that's your purpose, you know? Yeah. Like awesome. I'm a tech guy. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. You know, that that's so awesome for me. It was like, you know, for me, it's the, the juicy, the human stuff, you know, mm. that, that really is my purpose. So, so once I got into the teaching mindset and the human transformation, you know, it took off. So and we went from, we started, go ahead. No, I, I was just realizing like, we, our stories are pretty similar, right? Mm -hmm. Except I think I'm on the other end of the spectrum. All right. Where I'm at is, uh, I recently realized like, I hate doing one-on-ones. Right. It's not that I love working with people, but one on one seem like a mm -hmm. they seem like a trap. Right. Like mm -hmm. it's a space that you get in with good intentions and keeping it positive and short mm -hmm. and outruns all of the trauma story, the negative story cycles. And maybe it's just that I'm not good at cutting that stuff short. But I was like, mm -hmm. you know what? I'm not going to do one on ones. I think people are better behaved in groups. Let's get mm -hmm. people together. Mm -hmm. And once I figured that out, stuff started really clicking. But mm -hmm. no, do you, I, run a, do you run a group program? Uh, recently started a group coaching program, not group coaching, but uh, just specifically on driving traffic, right? Teaching people mm -hmm. how to drive traffic for their offers, right? Beautiful. Because it's something simple, but I, I realize a lot of people really don't know how to do it. And we're relying mm -hmm. mainly on social media but mm -hmm. what if you're not the social media person what if you don't like to do reels and all of that let's talk about how you could do that with pinterest with google those sort of things so i'm running that right now that's really really awesome yeah so so i'll tell you what happened with that i so i was doing one-to-ones until i realized that like you um, it wasn't going to be possible once Lexi was born. This was like mm -hmm. me being like seven months pregnant. It's like, I don't have time for it, you know? No. And plus it was in business coaching world. It's not totally the most effective way to get people the results. Mm -hmm. I like having a one-to-one -one component because I'm very intuitive. I can pull somebody's purpose out of them. Right. But a lot of the things that can be taught in a group format. So we had, we started doing group launches and I cut off one-to-one -one entirely okay. out of, yeah, completely. Like I, we had a, we launched a group program a week and a half before my date, Lexi, before my daughter was born. Wow. Lexi. You don't know how, how glad I am to hear you say that because mm -hmm. we both know that in, in this world of entrepreneurs, you'll get everybody saying the only way you're going to be successful is one-on-ones. No, you got to sit no, there no. and you got to go. No, it doesn't go, even make sense. Through. Right. It doesn't and, even make sense. You do the math on that. Like if you have 10 hours a week to serve your clients, and that it, is if you work full time, right? Because you have all this other stuff to do, right? But then that, how many of them are you going to serve? Yeah, it's impossible to scale doing one-on-ones unless you're going to hire people out. Um, and then you have the training process. And that's a whole separate system and process that you need to build out as well. Exactly. Or unless you have a super, super, super high clientele that can pay you 100K per person, right? Yeah. And that's, that's why you saw everybody run to high ticket offers after a while and then it, it, mm -hmm. there, there's a reason that and for everybody listening right uh thank you eva for sharing such wonderful information with us thank god we're not over yet we still have you for another half hour it seems like right um but one of the things that people need to pay attention to everybody listening um when you see an entrepreneur when you see a business owner um come and they propose an offer to you or they they give you a value proposition there's a reason that they believe that that value proposition is what the market needs, right? So for example, when I saw everybody go to high ticket offers, I was like, okay, these people are talking to people that are trying to scale their business. They have low ticket offers that are taking up a great deal of the business owner's time, right? And I watched that and now it's transitioned to, okay, well, let's go to creating a course, 
right? And people went from creating a course and then realizing, like you said, the amount of effort and time that it takes to market a course, right? And then they went, oh, well, let's go high ticket course. So you'll see certain things happen in a pattern. But the reason that everyone's doing this pattern is because they haven't taken scalability into mind in the inception of the business. So now it's like you're kind of scrambling to figure out how to scale. Um, how, how has that been with your experience, right? You said basically went from, you know, most of your clients being coming from speaking engagements and then deciding to work with you. And then you went from, you know, zero to a million with uh, just being authentic, right? So authenticity was your superpower. But how did that work out when it came to uh, the systems and processes in your business where, where they already set up to be able to handle that influx of clients that you saw? Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my system. <laughs> and what I teach my clients. So there is basic, basic setup. If you are looking to go from zero to seven figures, so from zero to multi six or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. There is, there is different things. There is the setup that you need to have in place, right? And then there is the energy and the processes and this, this other soft stuff that that business coaches don't really teach you that need to happen and the skills that you need to learn and the capacity that you need to expand to actually welcome the number of clients into, into your space. Okay. So this is, this is pretty much the core of what I teach. So this is what I wanted to share. I think it's super, super, super important. So on the systems side of things, you need to be clear, obviously on the what and the who and all the messaging, branding, positioning, all that stuff, as well as on like, what is the, what is the outcome for the client? What do you want it to feel like? What do they feel like when they're done working with you and really, you know, get clear on that. Then you get clear on, okay, what's the process? What's the program that I'm creating in a way that you really, you have a program, you know, preferably a group or hybrid program, which is what I prefer to when you have a mix of the, both, both, when that's something that you really, really believe in is going to get the results right? Mm. You're so confident about it because if you're even lacking like a little bit of confidence, it's going to, you know, you're not going to, if you don't trust it, you know, nobody gotcha. else will, you need the confidence and the conviction in whatever you're creating. And then you need a sales process in place, you know, and this is no different. It's always been the same, you know, it's the lead generation, which is what you deal with, you know, that the, the biggest pain point, for, you know, set up pain for, for most people. It's like, where do I get the people? You know, where, where do I build my audience? You know, that kind of thing. So you need leads coming in every single day. You need people coming in, new people into your ecosystem. Then you need the nurture. You need the connections. You need to inspire them and you need to connect with them. Right. And then you need conversion, right? And for us, what made the biggest difference was two things, two things, 90 minute live webinars, which is what mm. I'm doing a lot of now, weekly webinar, if 30 people show up, you know, we get consults, we get people really excited, we teach them some really, really good stuff, and then they join our program. And then seven day retreats, which was my biggest, biggest moneymaker, you know, we gave people, it was such a brand building for us, we gave people the most amazing experience, we got them together on hour a day on zoom for seven days, you know, our first one was a $3,000 retreat, it wasn't very good, because I didn't know what I was doing. The next one was 21K. The next one was 40, then 84, then 125, then back to 40, then 250. Then up from there, our biggest one to date was 560K in revenue. Okay. Oh. So, and it was, the, the, the thing was, I had to um, stick to it, not give up. After mm. the first one was kind of a flop. And I said, okay, I think I have something here because people are really engaged. They're just not buying yet. They really love it. They're saying they're coming to, you know, they're just so excited and they're engaging and they're getting so much value. There's so much transformation. There's just something I'm missing yet, you know? So that's, you know, that's the setup side of things, right? That's, however, having this all set up is 10% of the success, right? People kind of stop there. Like if I get this blueprint, right? If I get the lead gen, lead nurture, lead conversion, if I get this right, and if I get my brand right and got my messaging right, like that's, you know, that's going to do it, but it doesn't, right? When you mm. look at the, the entrepreneurial scene and what's happening is that 92%, I think are failing. Don't quote me on that. Something like that. A lot of people are failing. So you think like one out of 11 people are essentially succeeding, right? Right. So 
what is the problem? Is it lack of systems and processes? No, because we have been given the blueprints. You know, everybody has a blueprint. Right. You have to have that. But then, you know, I'm going to go a little bit spiritual here, but I, I believe this. This business of business is going to grow when we evolve to the level when we have the capacity to run a seven-figure business. When we have a capacity to hold space for that many clients or prospects, when we have capacity to hold space for the team. Like if I gave a beginner 100 new you know, clients in a high ticket program, they would probably never sleep again, you know? Because no. it would just be so much coming up, so much over-responsibility, so much codependence, so much people-pleasing going on that you could never do it, right? It's something that you have to transform into. Mm. And I also, I also believe, and like, I'm going to go a little woo on you, okay? That's fine. I think, you know, we didn't come here to make money and accumulate and be successful, all that. That's all nice, right? But, but we didn't come here to do that. We came here to transform and transcend in levels of consciousness, to become more loving, to become more free, to become more, you know, spirit guided, whatever, you know, to just, you know, really come home, you know? Right. And, and I believe business is the tool for spiritual tra uh, transformation. I believe that business is your medicine, Right. And business is not going to give you what you're not ready for, but it's going to give you the perfect obstacles, the perfect triggers, the perfect learning opportunities every step of the way. So in order then to get your business to multi six and seven figures, you got to build what I call the six superpowers. Okay. Mm. You have to, I'm going to walk you through a couple of them just to give you a sense of this, right? Okay. Number one is you have to learn how to be authentically visible, which I can tell you have already done, been there, done that, you know, because you have evolved to like when you can sit and have an authentic conversation and teach on camera and be, you know, be that way. But a lot of the people haven't mm -hmm. gone through that transformation. And what that comes from, like you have to be totally accepting on who you are. You need to find your voice and people are looking for their voice elsewhere. You know, they want to be like this person over here and they're stalking right. everybody on Instagram to see what everybody else is doing. They're sounding like the other person and they do not quite get that the, the human being that they are, like that is, that is the human being to fall in love with, right? And so they're looking, finding their own voice is like the process of like letting go that the way I look the way I dress, though, the, my weight, my height, my whatever, you know, that's, that's not perfect. You have to fall in love with yourself and get that who I am. Even the way I right. teach, the way I speak, my accent is exactly perfect. And you have to leave behind the, the feeling like a fraud because I only have, a, you know, two years experience when so-and-so has 20 years and 25 different certifications, right? All this not good enoughness, all this feeling like an imposter, like who am I to not qualified enough, a fraud, you know, all this comparisonitis and like, what are these people over here, you know, right. and overthinking everything, every single thing that comes out in your content, right? So it's the first thing people have to step into. And so when they show up, they can just speak, they can just teach. It just comes mm. naturally because you're literally like, I don't like the word channeling because that can be confusing, but you're literally just like, you know, coming from your soul. It's just like flowing. It's happening, you know? Then right. The, yeah, it's like second. having your arteries clear and the blood can just flow. Exactly, exactly. But you need to unplug those arteries. You need to yes. let go of stuff. You need to transmute stuff that has been within you. This is where business comes and needs your medicine. It's going to show you. It's going to show you, right? Like where you're stuck. Where's your fears? Where's your insecurities? So... I'm, I'm going to mention this right before we started the, um, the podcast, I asked you the question I asked everybody, I asked, uh, is there anything that, you know, was off topic or that you didn't want to talk about? And you said something that was pretty unique, right? Haven't had anybody tell me this before. It was just like, use your intuition, just let it basically same thing you're capturing here, but just so everyone can understand how on brand and how on point and even on time this entire interview is eva i literally have my signature talk that i'm writing on this board right behind me right i'm gonna turn the camera so you can see it and it's gonna be the hardest part of building your business and at the bottom you can see where it says it's you mm -hmm. right because 
in the past couple of years or mm-hmm. three, three years that I've been doing this and 10 years that I've been trying to get myself to be this person, mm-hmm. that's the only thing that has changed. Mm-hmm. The vision and the mission hasn't changed, but mm-hmm. I've gotten better. I've let it, mm-hmm. I've learned to let shit go. I've learned to not take it personal when clients do certain things because mm-hmm. these are just things that clients do. And if I spend all day worrying about it, I'm not mm-hmm. building and preparing for the next client. So I- I'm really glad that we had this mm-hmm. talk today. I'm really glad that everything seems on point because th- mm-hmm. this even came as confirmation for me. And I'm not one of those people, right? Like I, when I say one of those people, like I have people around me that goes, oh man, today, this was like confirmation for me. And they'll have confirmations 24 seven. I don't get confirmation. I get do what you do right? Until you just, this is probably the first confirmation I've gotten in years, right? Mm-hmm. That's so, so good. That's so good. Yeah. So I definitely appreciate that. Um, yeah. Let's go for some more confirmations then. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. So we, we talked about, you know, how you make that transition, talked about it being you and the, where you're saying uh, people need to just kind of fully accept themselves so they can show up as themselves. Mm-hmm. And I got that from you today. And I just want to people to go back, even if you rewind this and listen to the story that you told, uh, you told a pretty raw and vulnerable story. And that did not stop you from making sure that you converted it into value. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and through my sprint as a uh, hypnotherapist, I learned about, you know, the roles that we play for love. And mm-hmm. I brought that up because I, my theory is that, and the, even the reason I want to do this talk where I'm telling people it's you Uh, My theory is that a lot of people are starting their business because they want acceptance and they want love, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And the biggest problem I'm realizing that is your business is the wrong place for it because Mm -hmm. everybody is showing up to businesses for those things and they're showing up compensating the businesses Mm -hmm. for those things. So So what has been your experience Mm -hmm. with... um, Mm-hmm. with some of your clients that just can't get over the, the self-love portion mm-hmm. and yes, what are some of the challenges they continue to run into? Yes, this is what, what you just said. You nailed it. This is some of the core work we do is transmuting this constant need for approval and validation, yes. right? And recognition and looking good. Cause if you have that, you can never show up authentically right? Mm. You can never lead, which is, which is one of the superpowers is like leading others. If you're concerned about not wanting to make people come uncomfortable, right? And you're always stuck in people pleasing and martyring for your team because you don't want to make anybody uncomfortable, you know, tolerating it, pleasing, things like that. You cannot lead, right? Mm. If you're stuck in seeking approval, validation, being worried about what people are going to think, you're going to withhold information about you mm. for fear of judgment. You know, it's, you're not going to be able to be authentic, right? You're not going to, people are not going to connect with you. I'm going to give you a little bit longer example. It might spark some judgment in your audience, but you know, I hope you're okay with it, but They'll you know, be part, okay. of my, part of my healing journey has been um, a lot with plant medicine mm-hmm. and psychedelics. And I was like, well, I can't share that with people because there are going to be a lot of judgment. And you know what there was? There was, you know, because people don't quite know uh, what that is for and the emotional release and the trauma healing that happens part of it because they think it's just like recreational, you know, recreational stuff. And I'm just like going on a happy trip, which is never that at all, right? Never that, never, never for a second. It was all about deep, deep, deep trauma healing from child and then things like that, right? But it's like, I needed to like start talking about it. And guess what? People started coming because of that. Wow. They're like, thank you so much for sharing about this. Thank you so much for sharing about your journey. Thank you so much for sharing about all the, all the, all the things that you go through, you know, because I will tell you, like, I didn't quite finish telling my story, but I'll give you the second half, which is, you know, the, the getting to the million, like, okay, that's the easy part. You know, what mm-hmm. happens when you get there? And I remember in June, uh, 2021, I just kind of, you know, I, I went from like, the year before it was food stamps and whatnot, you know, not, not even not the year before it was, you know, 2019 pregnant. I was literally applying for food stamps, you know, cause I was so broke. Now we have made it to our first million dollar quarter in a year, Wow. you know, revenue, not profits, but we still had good profitability. And I'm like, 
you know, I'm living in Costa Rica. I have a full-time nanny in one of like beautiful place in the world, you know, just amazing. And I'm like in this 50K mastermind, you know, for high level leaders. And I'm on this plane to Colorado with my one-year-old. Mm-hmm. And and I will tell you the reality on paper and what was happening is just, it's, it cannot be described. I was in a space where I was so like there was so much pressure so much drain so much you know dealing with clients and demands and unhappy and uh you know you know not that everybody's unhappy i don't want people to give the impression but there's you know this like not everybody's gonna be happy with you and then you have right. staff at a staff of 11 and i was like oh my gosh like the plane started shaking i'm like oh my gosh wouldn't it be wonderful to get off the hook and start over that was literally my thinking you know and it was so crazy to me. I'm like, wait, hold a minute. And so that started this whole, like, wow. I have stuff to look at. That's when I built this other part of my business. But I was just like, I'm unwilling to take people to a million and have them feel this. Wow. So, so this, the six superpowers that I teach, mm-hmm. it comes from not just building your business and doing the things and checking the boxes, but it's like, as you come up against resistance, when you come up, like, for example, you're dreading a conversation with a, with a client that is not happy with you, right? Or you're nervous about having a sales conversation about your high ticket, right? Instead of just like pushing through mm-hmm. and doing the things anyway, which we'd always told people to do, you know, feel, feel the fear and do it anyway. No, don't do that. That's what I learned. Don't do that. Don't mm. do things anyway. Instead, transmute and transcend every single piece of resistance that shows up. The dread, the fear, the hesitation, mm. the confusionitis, you know, like. So you know, this- one of the things I definitely wanted to reach out to you on two things, right? So number one, don't worry about sounding woo-woo because I've explored okay. everything and I love just, I love seeing how people transition and get the lessons that they need, even when it's coming from a quote unquote woo-woo space, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, don't worry about that. And then when it comes to psychedelics, um, you got a fan in me, right? So okay, don't, don't worry about that piece either. Uh, what I was going to say was um, that sounds pretty similar to the lesson of adaptability that I've learned, right? Um, and I, But I've learned that in the military versus through my business. And what, what occurred in the military was regardless of how you feel about the person next to you, regardless of hating them, loving them, there's still a mission that needs to get done. There's still a standard that you need to hold everyone to. And you, you need to learn how to take whatever feelings you're feeling. And a lot of people kind of misunderstand. They go, oh, well, you put your feelings in a box and you put them on hold. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you. You have to understand how those feelings motivate you to do the thing anyway, right? Uh, for example, I used to go on runs and I hate running, right? I was a very fast runner, but I hate running, right? And I had a lot of like pain and angst uh, surrounding like my father not being around. Definitely loved my father. He was a smart individual, but you know, he decided he didn't want to be around, right? So I used to just run. It's like, okay, I, it was the better I do at this, then it, it will invalidate his choice to not choose me, right? And I, I played these mental gymnastics with myself. And I'm not advising that everyone do this, but it's learning how to take the pain that you're feeling or taking whatever you're feeling mm-hmm. and figure out how it can be used for your benefit. Mm-hmm. Because that's why it was put there anyway. It was for your benefit, right? Okay. Even with my depression, one of the things that I tell people is uh, I work when I'm depressed because the worst thing for me to have happen is to get through a depressive episode, not be depressed anymore, and then look around and look at all of the trash that I have to clean up because mm-hmm. I did nothing while I was depressed, right? Mm-hmm. So I, if I work while I'm depressed and I finally wake up one day and I'm not depressed and I look around and I go, man, look at the power that I have that I built all of this while I was depressed. And all of that has lent itself to adaptability. So I definitely agree uh, with you there. And I would definitely recommend uh, 
play this one back three, four times, right? Because there's a lot of gems in here for all of you listening, uh, adaptability. But go ahead, continue. I love your story. Your story is amazing. I just want to say, like, I see your heart. You have such beautiful, beautiful energy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I think you're such a pure person. And thank you so much for sharing about your depression. That's like, people don't talk about that, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've learned not to own it. You know, it's something that a therapist wrote on a paper and that's it, right? Like, but it's, it's not me, right? Like, it's very empowering, though, you know, like, okay, you know, people do that, that happens, and you still work through it. That's just, yeah, thank you so much for for that. That's just really t- touched me. Anyway, yeah, with the feelings, you know, for me, the path is, the path that I've learned is, and this is what I do with clients literally every, on every single call. Mm-hmm. It's, we don't just take the feeling, we transmute it. And we do the opposite of what we have been doing our whole life, mm. our whole life. You know, there's three ways you deal with the, the, the resistance, the emotional resistance that shows up. You can blend with it mm. and say, and, and just like, believe it all. And it's going to stop you. Like the depression would have stopped you. And you're right. just going to be like, okay, you know, you're going to say like, oh, you know, reaching out to people is out of alignment or come up with some BS excuse and go into hiding. Or I need to work on my website, you know, because that's safer than, you know, I'm going to play with Canva, do my graphics, whatever, right? Like we will just go into hiding and we'll believe these, these things. Or, or you can do the opposite, which is transmute it. You Mm. can actually feel it not mm. express it and take in to on to another person like i'm really angry with you because you're a jerk but transmute it and really feel it and when you do that it's magic happens like you allow yourself for the first time to feel the nervousness in its full glory and literally it'll give yourself five minutes to bask in the nervousness or the dread like you're dreading somebody you know imagine mm-hmm. you're like dreading a a former client who hates you or something and they have no, no good things to say. And when I get on a phone with you to like, give you all their, you know, here's what's wrong with your services. Right. Like something right. like that. And you're just like dreading it is like trying to come up with a way to like, not have to do that. And the only way that you can actually get yourself past it in a healthy way and that not turn into the repeating cycle where you're just going to go back there is actually sit with the dread. Mm. feel the dread and by feeling the dread it's the dread tends to be actually just a cover-up you know dread is a protective layer there's going to be probably shame underneath or there's going to be uh guilt underneath what what actually happened in that relationship or something like that right and then but by feeling it you get to dissolve it because the feelings just want to be hurt. And then they, once you do that for a few minutes, they tend to dissipate. I literally take mm. people through a five minute exercise. It dissipates. And then they, they dissipate the thing underneath and they're like, oh my God, like I'm free to do the thing now. I'm free to go live without the fear. And there's no fear. I'm wow. free to connect without the dread. There's no dread, you know? Uh, that's the first time that I've ever heard that the feelings just want to be heard, right? Um, I think there's so many of us who do ourselves a disservice by making our feelings our reality, right? Yes. And like, I I could tell you, I have ex-girlfriends that you can call that will say, that will tell you how much they hate me because I'll ask them directly after they said, you make me feel this. And I go, but that's your feeling, but is that true? Right? And it's usually a little stumped pause Mm -hmm. followed by a you know stomp off or something else but the argument is usually done when i ask the question okay you feel that but is that true right um yeah i just (laughs) just a good idea to say to them when you're when they're pissed off oh yeah i'm a i'm not (laughs) i'm not the uh the best person to talk to if you're looking for sensitivity (laughs) right I've gotten better, but, but no, I I love the fact that you said that it, it, they just Mm want to be heard. They just, the feelings just want to be heard. And I think Mm -hmm. that does help, you know, men like myself who, you know, may not lean into emotional confusion so much as they lean into Mm -hmm. emotional detachment. Mm -hmm. Right. And 
for those of us who lean into emotional detachment, I, I definitely think just understanding that your feelings and other people's feelings, they just need to be heard and that there'll be an end, right? Because that's what we all fear. There is. We fear the, the cycle. If we go there, yeah. But that's the way to end the cycle. Mm. You, that's the way you end the cycle, right? And that's, there's the, the six superpowers that I teach is literally like the way you get there is through emotionally processing all these, all this, all this stuff, this need for approval, this need for recognition, this need for security, which is a big one. You can't make risks in business if you are in this like need security, like this, or the uncertainty that shows up and we can process, process the uncertainty out of the way, right? Mm -hmm. For feeling uncertain, it's a feeling. It's not reality. Like, you know, there's always certainty, you know, there's, it's always working out for our highest good, no matter what you do, it's all going to turn out the way it needs to. But this feeling of uncertainty really has people do weird stuff in business, mm. under invest, not hire people, not get their pricing right, right? Mm. Not ask, you know, it's so emotionally processing that unblocks and allows you to have new insights that you cannot have when that emotion is in the background being kind of like the puppet master, you know, pulling right. your strings, which sometimes you don't even see the ways that it's doing it, right? And this is kind of like, you know, the way I see. So I do a lot of this work with people like, okay, this is your business strategy. And this is like, let's do this emotional cleansing, clearing as you're running your business, doing it every day together you take an action you clear everything that's coming up about it so that so that you're clear taking the action you're not stuffed up emotional and you're dreading and you're resisting and you're fearing right and then you know my journey just like personally to share with you like the the psychedelics the weight that has come in is like that's the deep cleanup that's the subconscious cleanup right because consciously we only we only know what we know but but the the subconscious the really deeply repressed stuff that you could not get to, you know, um, without ayahuasca or iboga or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, that that's when you go really deep and you, um, it just things shift in ways that the mind can't quite make sense of. Right. And, and it just makes like the, the more surface day-to-day -day emotional cleanup a lot easier. So. But I, I love what you're saying from the standpoint of, you know, we've had a lot of people talk about ayahuasca and iboga and, Oh, really? Cool. Psychedelics and mm -hmm. all of those things. But when people in my generation are talking about them, they're talking about, oh, well, I just want to do it so I can experience it. I just want to have fun. You're talking oh, about the legitimate okay. reasons that you use these medicines mm -hmm. because that's what they are, medicines. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're, you're actually talking about legitimate treatment because when we're talking mm -hmm. about using the medicine to go in and clean up something deep instead mm -hmm. of having a year's worth of hypnotherapy sessions with, you know, someone like myself or going to find somebody who does that work, go ahead and go get a treatment go ahead and go do psycho psychedelics, but do it for a reason, right? Like mm -hmm. let the mm -hmm. reason be that you are ready to bring something into existence with this business that we haven't seen before. And we all need it. We need what you're building in this business. And in order for you to build it, you got to clean up some of the emotional mess that has mm -hmm. been behind you for mm -hmm. so many years. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I definitely agree with that. It, mm -hmm. There's so many people that I talk to who can't just focus on their target audience or even figure out what their target audience is because everything in life has to be dedicated to them because they've never received the love or they've never felt like they've received the love. And that's why I think what you're saying and what you're doing and even the fact that you're making this a part of your business is so big and so important. So yeah, you just you just said something, you know, when people get into the niching drama, right? It's yes. Like, I don't know. And it's it's a state of and this this was my third ayahuasca ceremony. It was so good. It's what it is. It's a space of confusion. It's a confusionitis. And you cannot figure your way out of confusion. And that is what they try to do, right? They try to figure their way out of confusion. Then it gets stuck to the same level, the same frequency is not a good frequency. And that's, you know, one of the things that I could not have seen that I was living in a space of confusion for, you know, a good chunk of my life. And that's was one of the first things that the medicine showed me and healed, helped me heal it, taking me back to a th three old stuff. 
And, you know, when you said this, like, you know, it's so interesting because I don't even, I don't even like, I don't talk to, you know, I'm, I'm in a very like uh, spiritual healing community, but all of us are just doing our shadow work. All of us are just so about like being the most loving integrous, you know, aligned human beings that we can be. So mm-hmm. I often like, don't see what's going on in the like, oh, it's just of experiences world. That's, you know, that's not the world I'm in, but it's exactly it. And I think the medicines, you know, the medicines it's all about your intention. The medicines right. will respect your intentions deeply, right? They will respond to your intention. If your intention is to go fly around, go fly to Mars, okay, fine, have some fun, you know? Like, right. that's what it's going to be, right? right? But when your intention is show me who I, who I am that I don't see, show me my biggest blind spot, help me release that which no longer serves me, help me see right. the parts of myself that no longer serve me so I can be of service to others it's like a whole another ball game right it's um you you don't get to call it a bad trip if they're showing you your demons because that's there's how no you... such thing as right. bad trip that, oh that's my what gosh. I just had this conversation with someone that, there's no such thing I'm so glad we're on the same page right yeah. like I, no I've been trying thing. to tell people that you don't get to call it a bad trip if they're showing you your demons right it's like your demons it's this is how you show there. up to the rest of us 24 7 And now you see it and you're screaming. And it's like, no. (laughs) It's, you know, the most beautiful, you know, I was in two ceremonies last week because my, I like to close my company down every six weeks. We take a week off. Everybody goes on vacation. Nice. Um, You know, it's, it's just part of the business building things that I think is so important, but you know, and it was like, it was six hours of grief, you know, and heartbreak and the things that I was unwilling to feel up until then. It's never, and then the second day was like anguish, you know, and I, I'm so grateful for these things. I don't resist that. I'm like, okay, bring it because that's what's within me, you know, bring it out. You know, I appreciate that so much because, uh, because all it's doing on the medicine, what's coming is going, you know, what's coming in the quote unquote bad trip which is just crazy you know unless you have a really bad shaman then i don't know but you know if you have a solid person facilitating then what's coming is going it's being healed out of you it's leaving you so enjoy like be grateful oh my god this is really dark that was in me all right let's get that out you know right involving the trauma I, i love the fact that you there's this idea that you know people need to avoid or cover up their darkness like look but you're not fooling anybody, right? Get get intimate with it, you know, bring it along with yes. you, be honest about it and yes. let's no, move on, indeed. right? Yes, yes, yes. Only way out is through, right? Yes, it, it's, I feel like there's a ton of us in the world who are still living in the fantasy that there is someone out there living the perfect normal life. And I swear, I've never met these people, right? <laughs> I've met... I've met a bunch of people trying to pretend. <laughs> you get what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. So yes, yes, yes. I, that that's why I, I love the fact that you know authenticity is such a big part of your business and the levels that you'll bring it to where you're talking about shadow work because it's always that's that's the thing, you know. And and to tell you the truth, last year was very difficult year in business because I realized that you know it's like no, we're not going to do just business. Because you're going to end up with a lot of money and unhappier than you were before. Wow. That's just the reality of it. And I was unwilling to see that happen on my watch, Mm. you know, because then I'm contributing to the craziness where we're just chasing and looking for more, 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 you know, be more, do more, have more. And then we end up more depressed than before. And we're looking for that to fill, you know, it's just, I have to look like the superwoman or Superman that is like, is doing it all. Right. And so I started bringing in, the the shadow work not just the sur- the surface level mindset work but the shadow work in and it wasn't easy i will tell you there are some clients who are like let's do it mm-hmm. and there were a lot of like you know you and i speak the same language right like shadow work is good and they're like oh my god is she taking us to hell <laughs> you know it was literally like this is too dark i don't want to be around this i just want the rah rah i just want you to tell me what to do i just want you to give me the business recipe right so I, I'll share something with you, right? And with, with those listeners, so you guys can um, actually, we'll, we'll, right after this, we'll break into the last segment that I do at, end, at the end of every episode. But what I wanted to share with you was the coaching that took me the farthest in my business had nothing to do with business. 
right? And for everybody listening out there, there was, um, now I was married and obviously I grew up in a single parent household. So I have a, uh, a mom that worked multiple jobs and you know, she's a really amazing woman, but I grew up with a hard ass, right? Like she was disciplined to a T. Like when I went to the military, they were screaming at me and I was like, this ain't shit. I'll be okay. Like my mom is much worse than this. Right. Wow. Um, and love her to wow. death, but that's just who my mom is. Um, as you know, I got into relationships. I've been in a number of relationships and I realized that there, there was this point in my life where I was just kind of done with women, not like I was homosexual or anything like that. It was more so I'm okay with it. I'm kind of stressed out from the space. And I realized that I have an expectation of that whenever I interact with women. Um, so I got a Tantra coach, right? And she asked me a number of questions over a six week period that helped me just kind of heal my relationship with feminine energy period, mm. right? So I could stop showing up in these spaces with women a certain way, but even I can stop showing up with myself a certain way because as a man, when you have an unhealed relationship with the feminine, you don't really respect your own emotions. You don't respect your own feelings. Mm. So this is why I say this was the most impactful portion for me and my business because I can stop bugging out whenever I'm feeling something, right? If it mm. take, if I'm feeling, you know, let's say uh, I something happened or I lost someone and I cried all day or I, I was taking some time to grieve, I allowed myself that time to grieve and I didn't tell myself that I was unproductive at the end of the day. So healing my relationship with the feminine as a masculine uh, dominated person really helped me with my business. And I tell people this all the time. I say business is the best personal development tool mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. no matter what darkness there is in you, no matter what you're trying to hide, no matter what trauma you're trying to run away from, mm -hmm. there's going to be a client that shows up in your business that brings all of that to the forefront, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to go, you're, you're going to try to figure out, oh, well, I'm not dealing with this type of client. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. They're going to show up over mm -hmm. and over again. And it's... Mm -hmm until you learn how to properly manage that self and that space in self, you're never going to be successful in business. You're never going to really learn how to manage those clients. So that's what I wanted to share with you. And definitely mm -hmm. thank you for the time that we spent. That's, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Right. Business is the medicine. Okay. So at this point, uh, this is right where we would do story for a story. So this is the segment of the podcast where I share a story or well, you share a story uh, it could be wild, crazy story, something with a lesson at the end. Uh, and then I will give you a story back and then we'll close that off from there. Sounds okay. good. I just, I just have a, I'm supposed to be in a call <laughs> since five minutes oh. ago. So yeah. <laughs> okay. No, you know what? You definitely gave us enough story time, right? Like, so we got to hear a part of your story. Uh, is there anything that you would want to leave our audience with any last uh, bit of advice that you think they need? Um. Goodness gracious, you know, um, nothing comes to mind, honestly. I'm just kind of blanking up space right now. <laughs> well, I think we definitely dropped a lot within the podcast. Thank you for your time. Um, okay, so right before we get out of here, Eva, is there, where can people go so that they can catch the amazing work that you're doing, helping these entrepreneurs go from zero to six and seven figures? Thank you so, so, so much for asking. Really appreciate it. So I have a podcast. It's called The Break Free Process, uh, Break Free Show. So sorry, people can find it on iTunes, um, which is with me. I'm going to drop the note for you. And I also, we run a 90-minute workshop um, every couple of weeks or so. That is very much where you can actually come and experience some of the transmuting and, and transcending of the, of the emotions because I actually want to show people you know, how can you do this work? You know, I don't want you to just like know it in theory. I actually want you to come and experience how that works so that you kind of, you know, get trained in how can you take an emotion and turn it into gold in five minutes. Wow. So that's on, um, yeah, that's a 90 minute thing that we do. And it's on leadersbreakfree.com forward slash workshop. And I'm going to send you the link for that too, but that's probably the best 
you know, it's a free training and it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. All right. So for everybody listening, definitely check that out in the podcast description, check out her podcast and the 90 minute webinar, because I think everybody needs to understand how to get over themselves and get into their business. So yes, I'm definitely a supportive until next episode. Go be great.